this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to the Battleground. It's Friday, 2 September, the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, I, we're going to play a clip. I think I, I jumped there. I jumped in there, which is good. I've got Ernie Priate. I got Dave Ramaswamy. I got Mark Finchin to start off with Joe Biden. I want to be, uh, you know, this morning on the show, we went through this. Joe Biden has walked back. As I talked last hour, Joe Biden has walked back uh, his full out assault on half of the uh, half of the nation. I say two thirds of the nation. And the reason is he knows he's going to get smoked on 8 November. No president in the history of this country has ever attacked the citizens of the country. They declared war on it. MSNBC Morning Joe, we played you the cold open. They were bragging about it. He's President Trump's going to Pennsylvania. You got Ernie Priet. Let's play. Let's, can we play the Joe Biden clip? I want Priet's. Uh, I want Ernie Priet's uh, thoughts on it. Y'all, everyone, come on. Come on, look, guys. Listen, you keep trying to make that case. I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat to the country. I do think anyone who calls for the use of violence fails to contend with violence when it's used, refuses to acknowledge when an election has been won, insists upon changing the way in which the rules you count votes. That is a threat to democracy. Democracy. Everything we stand for, everything we stand for rests on the platform of democracy. You feckless old you feckless old man. You feckless old man. Change the rules. Change the rules. We're gonna have Dave Ramaswamy on here in a second, going to Molly Ball's article, cover story in Time magazine where you bragged about it. Well, you bragged about it. What we want is certifiable elections. We want votes that are from American citizens. Chain of custody, right? Finchman's going to be on here. We're the ones fighting for democracy because we're fighting. All votes don't matter. Only certifiable chain of custody, legal votes from American citizens that are registered to vote in that area. That's what counts. And when that counts, you can't win. You're illegitimate. So look, today we backed you off. You gutless, feckless old man. We backed you off from your attack on all the American people, right? And all the Republicans. And now we're down to it. Yes, people call for political violence. We've never called for political violence in life. You're the one. Your White House triggered the assassination attempts on myself and Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's what you're trying to do. Your followers. We don't care. We're not backing off one inch. And now we got you to back down, you hapless old man. You sit up there last night like Adolf Hitler. And today you're wandering around without your handlers. Well, I wasn't talking about everybody. Yes, you were talking about everybody. But you heard the blowback we gave you. And now, you, and then you said, well, Pilkovats and election deniers. Yes, you're illegitimate. You're not the president of the United States. We can prove it. We've got the receipts. 
in the battleground states, including the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And for you to sit there and go, people are talking about changing the rules. No, no mail-in. We don't want mail-in ballots. We don't want uh, we don't want the no signature verification, no ID. The machines take it all out. When you have to have real votes from real citizens on one day, you lose. You can't win. Democrats can only win if they cheat. And they hate me saying it. They hate me saying it. this is why they're sending around. They're trying to weaponize the police against us, not the police fault. Police doing the job, but they don't know. They come in on the trigger as they should. You think you're going to back us down? You're not going to back us down one bit. You back down. You already blanked. For any Democrat out there, any African-American, he's Hispanic. How can you portray? He backed down already. He's, he's in the mumble tank. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't talking about everybody. You were talking about everybody. Your Zen master, Jean-Pierre, stood up at the White House yesterday and said, well, anybody's not in the majority is an extremist. That's all you talked about last night. You had the, you look like Moloch. You come out there and today, why do you think the Chinese laugh at us? Why do you think the Russians laugh at us? Why do you think the Iranian, the mullahs laugh at us? Why do the drug cartels laugh at you? They know you're feckless, hapless, weak, and sad. Let's go to Ernie Priate, a guy that's not a combat Marine from Vietnam, one of the great men I know at 81 years old, still a bull. Ernie, uh, President Trump, Biden came last night to, I don't even know what to describe, Lenny Riefenstahl's, you know, triumph of the will in front. He, he, he defiled, he defiled a, 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 a place, not just for Pennsylvanians, but for all Americans that is, is sacred, sacred soil. Independence Hall, where the where the where the Declaration of Independence was debated, where the the guys assigned the Declaration of Independence understood that they were putting their lives on. They told them they were going to hang them for treason. Right. Breaking off from the greatest emperor, the Constitution, two divinely inspired documents by, by divine providence in that building. And he lights it up in blood red, not even an American color, blood red with the with the bizarre wings of the building in blue look like look like underneath the look at the Nuremberg rallies. That's what was set up in the camera down low. And he's up there with that bizarre shot. I said last night that speech, that photograph and that moment will live in infamy when he's buried. When divine providence makes its decision, that will be in his obituary. That shot will live is in it's burned in American memory forever. Ernie Priet. Disgusting display. Uh, uh, the last night, defiling Independence Hall, defiling the place of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, for a political speech that didn't unite but divided and threatened millions and millions of Americans, half the America. I mean, the headline in today's Scranton Times is uh, this. It says, Trump and allies are a threat to the nation. Now, that's you and I, Steve. And I'm wearing a, a globe and anchor over here after three and a quarter years in service in the Marines, 13 months in Vietnam. And this guy that never put a goddamn rifle up to his shoulder is calling me a threat to democracy. I risked my life for 13 months for him to call me right now a threat to democracy and all the other people. And he used those enlisted men Marines as a backdrop, like Hitler. How disgusting that you'd be condemned. They're trying to walk it back now by saying, oh, it's only the ultra-magas. 
What? Because you believe yeah, no, in the no, right to life? You're an yeah. ultra MAGA? Yeah. No. Because you no, because we backed them off. Order. They know that Fetterman, 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 Fetterman and Shapiro, if they don't condemn it, they're part of it. And it's the whole thing. They don't get to walk it back now. He gave the speech and they're clapping last night. They're sending out their tweets. They own this. They own this. They went after the American people. On Morning Joe, we had the clip. They said, yeah, it was a declaration of war on 60 percent of the American people. Seventy four million people voted for Trump. But many more people support the MAGA policies. You're talking about 70, 80 million. No, not just a president, no elected official in this nation, in this nation's history. And remember, we've had a revolution. We've had a civil war. That's nothing in the civil war matches this ever, ever. They did it and they're going to own it. Talk to me, Ernie. First of all, I got to ask you again. You're a combat Marine from Vietnam. Did you ever in a million years when you were serving in the Corps? Ever think that a commander in chief would take enlisted Marines and use them as a prop in a speech where he declared war on half of the American people, sir? I never saw that. I, it, I, and if it's ever been done by a Republican, I condemn it too. But the, this is the worst possible use of enlisted Marines in their dress blues, and they're over there standing there behind him as if that he's a. Uh, some kind of God, and that they're there to enforce his words and to make sure that you get the message that if you don't take his side and believe in him, that you are going to be getting an F-15 down your throat. Come on, this guy's crazy. He's demented. He ought to get impeached, and I hope the Republicans get elected in November and do that. They have the, they have the guts to do it, but they should. Well, that's why I'm, I'm so that's why I said we have the, to do. You have to impeach Go ahead, sir. this guy. Now, uh, now you were you served in the military. I served in there. My brother served. Two of my brothers served in the military. I can't believe that he used these enlisted men as a backdrop for a Hitler-esque speech condemning half the country. And by the way. He has only has an approval rating of, uh, of, of what, 40%? Who's he speaking for? His it's disapproval rating his, is it, beyond, is, is in the 50s and 60s. He's 20, uh, 20 I, points I, upside I, down. Ernie, let me talk about, to, to impeach him, we got to win. Talk to me about this weekend. You know Pennsylvania politics better than anybody. The president's come, could be a crowd. Uh, Biden drew 275 people, I heard, up in Scranton at Wilkes College. They had to get people, talk to people, a bunch of empty seats, 100 empty seats. Trump's got 15,000 coming. Oz and, and, and Mastriano, give me a quick assessment. Where do we stand? Are these races starting to gel? What's going on? Absolutely, they're starting to gel. I, I spoke today to, to Gary Lewis, who was the lieutenant governor candidate for Colonel uh, uh, Doug uh, uh, Mastriano, who's running for the governorship against uh, uh, Attorney General Shapiro, who's done nothing about crime who's allowed crime to flourish in Pennsylvania uh, uh, un, um, unmistakably. Uh, anyway, the people are starting to already, already at the Mohegan Sun Arena, they're already starting to camp out there, Steve. This is going to be 14,000 people that are going to come to see Oz and Mastriano stand with the president, along with Jim Bognett, who you've had on the program too. And uh, the fact of the matter is we need Donald Trump to come to Pennsylvania to ignite the, the 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 Trump supporters, remind them of what this is, what this battle is all about. This is about 
as Joe Biden tried to say last night, for the soul of America. No, we're for the soul of America. We're for democracy. We want to have free speech. We want to have the Second Amendment rights. We want to have due process rights. We want to have closed borders. We want to have energy independence. Is that a MAGA prob- problem? No, that's a Joe Biden problem. And and people have got to recognize that unless you get rid of Joe Biden, we're going to be stuck with this these policies for, for no. many, many years we, to come. We we have to win overwhelmingly. we got to get the Bogdanets, win the House, win the Senate, pick up a couple of seats there, get Oz in there. We have to win the governorship of the Commonwealth. But then the House has to impeach him. We have to remove him. We have a moral obligation to all the dead we left in Vietnam. How about that? We got a moral obligation of what he it was a sacrilege what he did last night to the Marines. Ernie, hang on for one second. I want to bring in Dave Ramaswamy. Dave's one of the smartest guys I know. And Dave, in his cool, you know, calculating, thinking things through last night, we talked. He went back to the Molly Ball when he talked about the election deniers and that these are the real enemies of democracy and the real enemies of, of, of Joe Biden's regime. Dave went back to the Molly Ball. Time, remember Time Magazine, the cover story on Time Magazine, uh, where they bragged about it. They bragged about how they stole the 2020 election. They absolutely bragged about it. Ramaswamy, you've highlighted a few things. Dave, walk me through here the Molly Ball piece. It came out, I think, right around, uh, right around the inauguration, uh, right around the inauguration of the illegitimate Joe Biden, where all the big shots sat there and gave quotes to Molly Ball. The, Mark, you know, Mark Elias, who, who the, 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 the evil genius who set it up, uh, all the mail-in ballots and, and, and no, no signature authorization, uh, and, and all the big tech guys, big labor, big media, they all bragged about it. Dave Ramaswamy, walk me through how they bragged about stealing the 2020 election, sir. Yeah, sure, Steve. Before that, according to experts, 66.6% of uniparty policies improve the lives of their intended beneficiaries. Also, according to the very same experts, 83.4% of all expert opinions are made up. So when you look at the Molly Ball article from last year, it was published February 4, 2021, they openly came out and said, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election, they were fortifying it. And they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. And actually they go on to say, which is what you highlighted, it was a coordinated effort between resistance CEOs and also an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. And the pact was formalized in a little notice joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, that's big business, and AFL-CIO, big labor, published on election day. And so they essentially conclude the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. You know, this is what I call a reality inversion field. You know, they take what most people would see as complete interference and, you know, spiking the football and essentially subverting our 245 years since the Declaration of Independence was signed to what I said at that time, and I say it again, to manage democracy. So Abraham Lincoln said democracy is of the people, by the people, for the people. 
managed democracies of the technocrat by the bureaucrat for the plutocrat. So if you look at Joe Biden's funding versus President Trump's funding in November 2020 and Bloomberg magazine sent out a graphic, which I've sent to your producer, he can put it up. Essentially, the managed state, the managerial state was the biggest funders of Joe Biden. That was like the Department of Defense, all of America's top academic institutions, Harvard, Stanford, and then all the big tech companies, Apple, Google, Netflix, Amazon. And if you look at President Trump's funders, the majority of the funders were small business owners, independent contractors, homemakers, and retired, and retired veterans. So this is actually what the battle of, for the soul of America is all about, is what I call the office space. You know, people who work on laptops, moving around numbers on a screen, versus people who work on the field, you know, field space, the contractors, plumbers, HVAC guys, small business owners. So this is what we are faced with going forward. And as you rightly said, and Ernie said it as well, nearly 70 to 73% of Americans think that the country is growing in a wrong direction and they do not oppose, uh, or sorry, they actually do oppose the policies put in place by this administration. So the working what, class what, what does it take? movement is in fact the majority. Exactly. That, that's what Biden went after last night. Um, why would Molly Ball, who's one of the top reporters of Time magazine, why would they why would they come to her and brag about it? Did they not fear that the populist movement or the, the entrepreneurs and the little guys have any stroke that we have any uh, power at the at the ballot box? I mean, it, it was so arrogant. Because, Dave, you're one of the smartest guys I know, and you and I talked about the piece. It actually is a brilliant piece, and it connected. they connected all the dots willingly. I keep saying there's no conspiracy. They, they walked you through it. They walked you through how they had an interactive system to actually do this. Dave Ramaswamy. You know, sure, Steve. You know, many people in civics class learn that the three branches of government are the executive, legislature, and judiciary. I say in the managed democracy you, you, you don't have three branches of government. You have the three stooges of government, which are BlackRock, Pfizer, Lockheed, Martin. And then the fourth branch is like Facebook, Big Tech. So what the Molly Ball article highlighted is this cabal of big business CEOs, you know, the Fortune 500 multinational globalist companies working alongside big labor. You know, these are all the unions, uh, consortium of unions under the A AFL-CIO. And combined with big tech, you know, their allies, their partners in crime, not just putting their thumb on the scale, but just sitting on the scale and jumping up and down to tilt the results of the election. And remember, last week, Mark Zuckerberg, in an interview with Joe Rogan, also spilled the beans, where he said he was approached by the intelligence community, specifically the FBI, uh, to say which told him that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and Facebook essentially throttled that story. I mean, it's what I call algorithmic autocracy. So you don't need a, someone standing up behind a podium and making a diktat. Big tech can algor algorithmically or using software 
throttle the news seen and read by American citizens so they can make logical decisions. And the New York Times actually had a follow-up on that, which said 78% of American citizens said if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, before November 3rd, that would have changed their vote. So this is where you have this cabal working behind the scenes. And, you know, you have this great phrase, it's right up in your grill, which is these people were so kind of proud of their achievement, they couldn't wait to go to a reporter and spill the beans. And let me just say yes. a related point, Dr. Burks, who along with Dr. Fauci was the on the COVID task force, which who pushed the lockdowns and, you know, the testing, the contact tracing. She pretty much came out and said a couple of months ago, she's on a book, I mean, she was on our book tour, where she said, hey, we, we knew there's a lot of fraudulent data or the real life data didn't match what we were saying. So I went back and massaged the data to ensure that our policy had what I call it, data justification. Yes. So once again, these people, it's right up in your grill. They don't care. They realize nothing's going to happen to them. Shy. And it's business as usual. D Dave, hang on for one second. Brain analysis. I want to bring Mark Fincham. Uh, we got... Uh, Ernie for the political analysis, Dave Ramaswamy, the brain Dave Ramaswamy breaks it all down for you. But Fincham's on the at the at the tip of the spear here, Mark. And you're one of the guys singled out because you're one of the, the day he walked it back. But he said, well, still election deniers. Right. That would be the war room posse. And of course, Mark Fincham in Arizona. Mark, walk me through your assessment last night, sir, since you've been fighting this from day one about how illegitimate uh, Joe Biden is as not elected as president of the United States. Walk me through your assessment last night as you watched this speech. Uh, it looked like a Nuremberg rally desecrating Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Steve, I couldn't say it any better myself, but um, just to add on to what, what you just said, this reminds me of the days of Eric Honecker in East Germany, where they shot people for walking across, trying, running across the border to escape the regime that was oppressing people. Now, look at what we have going on here in America right now. You've got people like myself, like Christina Caromo, like Jim Marchand, good people who are asking questions on behalf of whom? Their constituents. Joe Biden wants to have a dictatorship. What we saw last night from the setting, I'm, I'm sure communists all over the world are elated. Let's have this dark, very red, fists up in the air. I mean, the last time I saw that in the speech, the guy was speaking German in, in Nuremberg. Uh, not a speech befitting of somebody who claims to want to unify a nation. Now he says something to the effect of, you know, mainstream Republicans are being dominated by MAGA people. Well, okay, those two, that means that you're saying that the dominant philosophy in the Republican Party is to make America great again. I would add to that, make America great, America great above all others. Because if you look around the international community, that's exactly what our adversaries are doing. So why on earth would we not do the same thing? But I think that moreover, what he was accusing people, ordinary people who have questions about their elections, who wanna have inquests, who wanna have public hearings, He's assaulting the whole idea of doing audits, claiming that that somehow undermines democracy. Well, 
apparently he's lost track of the fact that audits are engaged in by the IRS, by Congress. And it's always to try and validate whether or not we have a problem or we don't have a problem. That's all an audit's about. So makes me makes me think there's a lot of, of fear in the water. I think that let me, uh, let me, that's, real quickly. Oh, he he said, hang, hang on. He said this morning very specifically. Oh, I'm not talking about all Trump voters. I'm not talking about all MAGA. What I'm talking about is election deniers and those who want to change the rules. Talk about changing. Give me a minute on on what they've done about what they did to change the rules. That's laughable. They change. Here's here's the bottom line, Steve. People just want elected officials, election officials. Uh, candidates, parties, just follow the law. In the last election, in fact, in this past primary, we had people that didn't care about the law. They just ignored it. In the 2020 election, you had individuals like Katie Hobbs changing the law over the legislature. You have the executive branch colluding with the judicial branch, writing essentially case law, but altering the outcome of the election. So, you know, Joe, you can call us deniers all you want to, but at the end of the day, we've got the receipts. We have the proof that there were votes outside of the law. And those votes outside of the law, had they not been counted, would have altered the outcome of this election. So don't give me this. And the this electors in Arizona, the electors in Arizona, well, the electors in Arizona would not be Biden electors. If I said, if you can't certify the electors in battleground states, which you can't, it gets kicked to Congress under the Electoral Count Act of 1887 in the United States Constitution. You vote by state party delegation. And guess what? Donald J. Trump wins 26 to 24. That's, That's is, that is bulletproof. Uh, Mark is Fincham, I know you're in a tough race. Give, give, your, give the coordinates for how do people get to you to find out more about your campaign. Uh, VoteFincham.com. It's V-O-T-E-F-I-N-C-H-E-M.com. Um, we got to raise $2.5 million, brother, and it ain't coming across fast enough. People can click on the donate tab. Um, your, your watchers have seen me time and time again. We are in the fight of our lives here in Arizona because if Adrian Fontes is, gets anywhere near elections, Arizona will be a blue state within one election cycle. Mark Fincham, uh, fight on. You want to blow out a primary win. The War Room Posse is always there for you. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short commercial break. Dave Ramaswamy, uh, brother Piate on the other side. Also, we're going to be joined by Dave Walsh, Dave Bossy, Kevin Freeman, Economic Warfare. All of it, where? In the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth, 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, first off, I want to go back to uh, Dave Ramaswamy. Dave, you don't do social media, correct? In, in other words, if you want the brains of Dave Ramaswamy, you got to come to either Dr. Gina Loudon on Real America's Voice or to the War Room. Is that essentially correct? I know you do a lot of commentary, but you've basically come to Real America's Voice to get Dave Ramaswamy. Yes, absolutely, Steve. Dave, and people are going to watch my stuff on your show, on Gina's show, on Rumble. We're going to do, we're going to, other announcers are going to do more stuff with Dave because he's so brilliant. And I'm going to talk him eventually into writing a book. Dave Ramaswamy, honored to have you on here. Thank you very much, sir. Great, great analysis. Thank, thank you, Steve. Always a pleasure. Uh, a brilliant guy. This Molly Ball thing, we're going to deconstruct this. We're going to put it up on the site. But you guys see, they bragged. You put it in your face. He's absolutely correct. That's the administrative state in the, in the oligarchs against the little guy, the entrepreneur and uh, the working class and the middle class. Game on. Biden already blinked. Ernie, I, I think we're going to track you down. Talk to the average. I want to have you on tomorrow. We're going to do pregame tomorrow. We got news. We yeah. got economics. Got all of it. We're going to do pregame on this massive rally. This kicks off the really the political drive to eight November. It can't be better than starting in Pennsylvania. You got Mastriano. You got Oz. Uh, you got all of it, Ernie. Uh, I know the reason I wanted to have you on here was the desecration of Independence Hall. And the defilement of the United States Marine Corps, and that's what it was. And I've sp spoken to so many Marines over the uh, over the last 24 hours that are furious about what Joe Biden, who didn't serve and his old man didn't serve, um, you know, dodged World War II. Uh, what he, and by the way, that's from the New Yorker. That's not from War Room or from Gateway Pundit. Um, what he did to use them as props 
in a Hitler-like speech. It was, it, it's, a, it's a sacrilege and a defilement. Ernie, I know you're not on social media either. You got to come to War Room to get Ernie Preet's brilliance. So we thank you very much. Look forward to having you on tomorrow's show. Talk more about Pennsylvania. I want everybody showing up tomorrow in that parking lot at the Mohegan Sun, and we're going to march in there, and we're going to take back Pennsylvania with Oz and Fetter, with, with Oz against Fetterman and uh, Mastriano against Shapiro, and supporting the president because he is, uh, you go call the right. This is the war room. There is, he is thrown down the gauntlet. Biden is now thrown down the gauntlet. He is going after Trump, and I predict he's going to indict him, and, and they're going to have a perp walk for him. And I'm a former prosecutor and attorney general. I'm telling you, I see it right now. This is the spot to be, folks, the war room. You're getting the truth here. Ernie, thank you so much. Honor to have you on here, sir. God bless you and your fans. Going to get Dave, going to get Dave Bossy in Dave Bossy in a moment. Dave was the deputy campaign manager for us in 16 uh, when we won and closed. We won in 20, but we didn't close the deal. But I want to bring in uh, Dave Walsh, who's carved out some time. Dave, here's the reason. Uh, you have been so dead spot on on your energy analysis across the board with what's going on. And then Zero Hedge today finally had the article that said, hey, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to the natural gas problem, the energy problem. But it's just not in your electric bill, which remember, 20 million homes in this nation, 20 million homes can't pay their electric bill. They're so far behind about to have it turned off. OK, you've got, you know, you've got the repossessions, you've got the people not paying rent because the electoral bills, you've got all this stuff in the United Kingdom. They're all showing you the receipts. They can't pay it. But the zero head said, hey, that's not really the problem. Here's the problem. That natural gas and that energy underpins basically everything in our society, particularly, wait for it, the production of food. And you're going to have runaway food costs in the developed world, but we are heading to, hurtling towards a famine of biblical proportions in the third world. Dave Walsh, you've told us this from the beginning. What is Zero Hedge telling the world that you told them six months ago? Well, they're explaining uh, through the uh, International Fertilizer Association that nitrogen-based fertilizers, the application of them, should be down in Europe in the planting season coming next spring, 23%, down in sub-Sahara Africa, 25%, globally down 7%, the use of nitrogen-based fertilizers because they come from natural gas. It's unaffordable. So massive uh, reduction of the use of the application of those basic core fertilizers, nitrogen-based, coming from natural gas, will mean um, more importation of food to Europe, which is going to come at the expense of underdeveloped Latin America, sub-Saharan Africa specifically. People will begin to see food shortages massively in those regions because of competing with European buyers for the same foodstuffs because European foodstocks will be down significantly due to the lack of the application of nitrogen-based fertilizers, which come from natural gas. So huge, huge problem with the food supply chain. And we're going to see in the fall harvest the impacts of reductions in planting in the spring of this year for the same reasons. The nitrogen-based fertilizer costs went up already four times by a factor of four times last year into this January. So this this makes it worse. Okay, you just hit... Okay, this is one reason that Walsh is so important and why we love having him on here. Here's the buried lead. When you just, you got to look down range, which I think the war room's proven to this audience we can do pretty well. When you talk about the famine, 
when he's talking about sub-Saharan Africa, he's talking about the famine in this third world. There's no cavalry that's going to arrive. And here's the reason. The first world is going to have a massive food shortage, right? Now, we're not going to have famine, but we're going to have food shortage. The prices are going to explode. But it's not like you're going to have a bunch of excess production capacity that we can help. So, Dave Walsh, as you look down, you're the first guy, by the way. Walsh has got all of them, the Bank of England, a Citicorp, all redoing their inflation thing because Walsh says, hey, in this inflation, the one thing, the two things are not taking care of the exchange rate, but more importantly, they're not really focusing on energy increases, which could be five-fold in the United Kingdom by next spring. And today, in the uh, Times of London, what did they have? That this energy crisis is going to destroy the Tory party, as we've said now, for six months. It will destroy the Tory party. So, Dave, as you look down and saw England's and Europe's increase, walk through, when I say biblical proportions, I mean biblical proportions, because the food ain't going to be there. When, when the third world has a massive a famine, it's not like the first world's got a bunch of excess capacity because they've got wrapped around the axle, too. Am I incorrect in, in the convergence of those forces, sir? That's totally correct. They totally intersect. And you're, you're seeing now, as this transpires, Europe plants 23% less uh, fertilizer use in this fall uh, spring planting season. The third world is going to be outbid for food because Europe will be importing massive, more quantities of vegetables, fruits, meats, things that everything needs fertilizer to create wheat, to create, uh, to create grasses for cow feeding, etc., the pressure on the third world food supply grows massively as North America and Europe import more and more food because of the lack of use of nitrogen-based fertilizers, which have become unaffordable and unobtainable. So this is it's a huge interconnected issue. And by the way, it comes home here too. By the way, where I'm sitting, uh, we have uh, three major utilities heading into the Public Service Commission seeking $3.4 billion in rate increases here in free Florida for natural gas in their utility bills coming to visit Florida citizens in the next year. Just saying. This is a, this is a problem that comes home, too. It, it's uh, global. But but the third world massively no. impacted on the food, the food part of it. Massively. No, no, and Florida, Florida is the most vibrant, robust state. It's a free state of Florida. And you got a $3.4 billion. They're right there at the utility thing right now saying, hey, you know, wait till that hits your bill. Just real quickly, how did this happen? How did this happen in the first? You see the Dutch farmers protesting, other farmers joining in. How did we, how did the geniuses, the geniuses in Davos, how did the geniuses in Brussels, how did the geniuses at the United Nations in Geneva, how did the geniuses on Wall Street and the city of London and the, and the big tech and big pharma, how do all these people, our betters, that tell the populist movement, oh, you're too unwashed and too dumb to make any decisions? How did the elites? Make the, how do we get into this jam? We are going to starve 100 million people by next year globally. They're going to starve to death. Think They're going to starve to death because of actions taken by the global elites. And there's nothing that can save them because there's no other food that's going to come for them. Dave Walsh. Well, you're asking, how does this happen? I'll give it from my former corporate leadership role. Um, it was well pointed out in the last discussion topic of the speech last night. Corporate leadership globally, getting on board with conjoined messaging with these guys on net zero, decarbonization, sustainability, 
carbon neutrality, all this stuff that is embedded into the elites in Davos and in the U.S. in the U.S. corporatocracy, including folks like Brian Moynihan, who run Bank America, wanting to stifle lending support and ration lending support for oil and gas producers, did not realize or did realize and didn't care about the effect on people through foodstuffs, that oil and gas fuels nitrogen product and ammonia product to create basic fertilizers. So as these guys stand up with decarbonization, sustainability, net zero, and now beginning to stifle lending and equity support for oil and gas, forgot to realize they're talking about foodstuffs as well through the fertilizers that create food, not just the transport of it, not just the refrigeration of it, but the fertilization. So this has been a completely irresponsible mantra by including corporate leadership globally joining the constant repetition of these phrases, sustainability, decarbonization, net zero, over and over again in about every paragraph. Uh, it's just, um, this is the, one of the key reasons this has occurred. Naivete to the reality Dave, of the whole you, complex food chain. Dave, hang on for a second. I want to bring in Kevin Freeman. Kevin, as everybody knows, the Committee on the Present Danger, he runs the Economic War Room, one of the smartest guys out there. The timing of your book is exquisite, sir. According to plan, the elite's secret plan to sabotage America. Now, you know, we're, we say there's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences. First, before you tell me about your book, tell, give me your assessment of what you saw last night at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Kevin Freeman. We saw a classic color revolution begin to play out before our eyes. I mean, you raid the president, former president's home. Uh, you demonize anyone who supports him. These are how you run a classic color revolution. And they even bathed uh, President Biden in color while they're doing it in the most iconic, uh, you know, shouting angrily with the red and the military behind him. That is a color revolution underway. What do you mean when we say color revolution? Walk us through. They had one in Ukraine. You've seen these other places. What What is a color revolution? And why is it important to folks in the middle class, working class? What, what will be coming for them? Well, let me describe it as they did. Uh, Cleon Skousen, a man I knew, wrote a book called The Naked Communist. He listed 45 goals of the Communist Party of the United States. Number 15 of those goals was capture one or both political parties. We saw last night the Democratic Party has been captured and then they're demonizing the half of, the, well, the majority of the Republicans that disagree with them, and they're holding on to the remnant so that they can capture the entire Republican Party as well. This is what I mean by a color revolution, a complete takeover of our nation. How it impacts average working class Americans means you just entered a Soviet-style communist state where they control the media, they dictate what you're allowed to say and think and do, they demonize their uh, political opponents, throw in jail anyone that, that opposes them in any way. This is how Castro, uh, this is how Chavez, this is how Lenin, they all took over Mao using these same methodologies and we're watching it play out in the United States and most of middle America didn't even know what happened last night because it wasn't on the major news networks. Do you think the news networks kept him off because they realized it would turn off half of their audience? Or do you agree with uh, some of the people with Steve Cortez I had on this morning says they kept him off because they didn't want America to see that if they saw it, they would turn against Biden immediately. I agree with Steve Cortez, but I think that they had it where they wanted it. 
in order to rally the troops. This is exactly what Lenin would do if he lived in, in modern America. It's exactly what every person who's taken over a nation has done. They rally their troops, they get them built up into a furor, but they don't let the average person know that it's bad for them. Whether it's the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution, you, you walk through history, this is exactly how it takes place and they're attempting to do it here and now. Talk to me about, look, you've been on the Committee of Present Danger. When we talk about unrestricted warfare, which the CCP has been run against, as you talk about on the spectrum of warfare, information warfare, you talk about cyber warfare, we talk about economic warfare, and kinetic is always the one that you get to to the end. Now, we may be looking at some kinetic war now in the South China Sea and around Taiwan because we're so weak, but economic warfare, you've been an expert on this, particularly focusing on the Chinese Communist Party and its assault on the United States of America. Taking that expertise, walk us through the book, the plan. How did you come up with this and what exactly is the plan? Well, according to plan goes back to the idea of the Chinese Communist Party, going back to the Communist Party USA, it's a plan to take down America. The one thing that stands in the way of the Chinese Communists' perpetual rule over the whole world as the Middle Kingdom is, the, is a free, liberty-loving America. It's the same obstacle that the World Economic Forum, the Davos crowd, fears and sees in their way. George Soros said the greatest obstacle to a new world order is the United States of America. So both of them, coming from slightly different perspectives, both totalitarian, both wanting to control the world, see America as the obstacle. Sometimes they team up. Sometimes they fight against each other. But the bottom line is, according to plan, is this isn't happenstance. A lot of people say, hey, uh, you know, President Biden, he's just incompetent, or he didn't mean that. No, they mean absolutely everything. Whether he's incompetent or not, someone has this plan, whether it's the Obama team and Susan Rice or whoever's pulling the strings, they have this plan. And part of that plan was to bathe him in the red color last night to get him to speak these horrible things about their political opposition, you know, calling a semi-fascist and everything else. That's part of the plan. But the other part of the plan is to capture the education institutions. And we've seen that. Part of the plan is to capture the medical in industry. Part of them is to weaken our military. Part of all of these hurt the United States and benefit the globalists and or the Chinese Communist Party. That is the plan. I call them out. I call them by names. I call them pigs. And I do it with reluctance because the Bible says you should not speak ill of a ruler of your people. Well, guess what? They're not supposed to be rulers. They're supposed to be servants. So not only in according to plan, do we call out the dinos, the Democrats in name only, who are nothing like the JFKs of the past. They're nothing like the people who loved America that called themselves Democrats. We call them out. We call out the rhinos. We call out anyone who wants to take away individual liberty because that's the plan, is to destroy American individual liberty so that they can literally put a one-world government in and control us. You know, is it a conspiracy theory? Well, it's their theory. They're the ones who propagated it. We publish exactly the data that shows that this is their plan. We show exactly how they're carrying out the plan. We name the names of the people who are doing it. And then we give an action plan for what do we do about it? How do we fight back? I want to go to uh, back to Dave. Well, by the way, how do they get to the book? Books up on Amazon right now. How do they get to it? Yeah, go to Amazon.com and look according to plan by Kevin Freeman and, and do it that way. I need as many people to buy the book now. 
The Kindle is on sale for 99 cents if you want the Kindle version. We've got it on sale for a week. And then write reviews because I know the left is going to come back hard and push back on this and they're going to start writing bad reviews and they're going to try and denigrate it or tear it down. I need your posse. Your posse is probably yeah. the best posse in the world to help me get this book in the top 100 of books and help get the yeah. word out and write reviews and really get this. When this gets out, people will be aware of the plan and they'll know what to do about it. I want to get uh, that uh, Amazon. Does everybody go to Amazon? Let me go. We actually tracked down Dave Bossy. Uh, Dave, uh, thank you for joining us. Give us a couple of thoughts. Last night, you, you were deputy campaign manager. You've been around forever. You've seen it all. Were you prepared? Have you ever seen anything like that, sir? The most disgusting, divisive, angry, hate-filled speech I've ever seen any American president give or read about. Forget seen, read about. Uh, this guy's, uh, you know, a, a hater. Uh, what he's done historically uh, is the same thing. You, you look, he called Mitt Romney, who is not exactly a conservative movement guy. He called Mitt, He said Mitt Romney was going to put people back in chains. Remember that? He talked about Bull Connor when he didn't, the segregationist, when he, when he disagreed with us, in, you know, down in his speech in, in Georgia. This guy is, is the worst of the worst, and he got elected claiming to be a great uniter. And if you, this guy was not Sleepy Joe last night. He wasn't Uncle Joe. He was Satanic Joe last night. You look at the red imagery. You, whoever did that at the White House should be fired. This, the imagery was unbelievably bad, and the, the message was even worse. Dave, real quickly, we got to bounce, but what did you think about, uh, given your patriotism and, and uh, reverence for the military, what did you think about the Marines being used as props? Well, it was just, it was quite frankly outrageous, and I'm glad to see uh, members and veterans uh, of, of all the armed forces out today complaining about those men being used as props. They're, they're not props. It was outrageous. That imagery last night, not, not with Joe Biden in the dark with the red lights, the blood red lights, clenched fists, and the military behind him reminded me, hearkened me back, and the words that he used, hearkened me back to what, what we saw in, in Europe pre-World War II. When, when leaders like this were dehumanizing, De yes. using dehumanizing language to tell their own people that folk, that their neighbors, their friends, their family are not human because they disagree with them. That's the beginning. This is a big, big problem. D Dave, I know you're writing this up. What's your social media? We got to bounce. Where, how do people get to you on social media? Yeah, go, you can follow me, and I have a, a, a big piece up on Fox right now. Uh, go to. A, a, uh, David underscore Bossy Twitter and Getter uh, at Dave Bossy on True Social. Dave Walsh, you can go to at Dave Walsh Energy. You got to get it. The famine's coming, and Dave Walsh called it. Okay, see you tomorrow morning at ten o'clock for the pregame.